Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's Girl Club. Um, coming to you live from my hotel room. You know, it's sort of like we call this, you know, we call Girl Club for spiritual chicks on the go. And honestly, it's because every woman I know, and most men, but we're here to celebrate us women, right? So most women that I know seem to be moving so much, so fast all the time that for us, like the ability to actually carve out an hour in the middle of everything else we're doing um, every Saturday morning and just get together and fellowship is such a, it's such a blessing for me. And we hope that it's such a blessing for you guys. And, um, you know, before I introduce uh, uh, my girl club, crew for the week. I, you know, I've been, I've been working on my new book and uh, dealing with cancel culture and dealing with what the appropriate Christian response to cancel, cancel culture should actually be. Because at the end of the day, you know, there's a response that you get from people to everything. Uh, people who aren't believers, people who really, they don't know Jesus in their life. They don't care to know him or they just haven't met him yet. Uh, whatever the reason or the case may be, I think a lot of people who do consider themselves Christians, who do want to be good people, who do want to walk in clarity, uh, are, are kind of struggling with how to actually live in this cancel culture society. Are we the victim of it? Are we supposed to be just accepting things as they happen? Or are we supposed to actually be the culture changers that we're supposed to be? Now, um, for most of you, you know that Girl Club, to me, is a place for culture changers. I'm not interested in culture followers. I'm interested in culture impactors and culture changers, disruptors, people that know Jesus and disrupt in a godly way, sort of living out what Jesus would do on earth. So joining me this week is Girl Club Crew regular Nova Page. You guys know Nova. Good morning, Nova. Hey. Hey, girl. I'm glad I'm, you're here. I'm glad to be here with you. So fun. Yay. I know. It's like, here we go, right, to start our day. And then we have a special Girl Club guest this week joining us again. You guys, some of you guys who've been here before know Sarah. Sarah Zahia. Sarah is an awesome friend yeah. and sister in Christ. Hi, Sarah, Mama. Hi. <laughs> good morning. How's it, how's it going there in Nashville? It's good. Weather is so nice right now. It's like oh. perfect. Okay, yeah. so so I'm in. I'm actually in Rancho Mirage, which is like Palm Springs, right? Yeah. And the weather here, yeah, it's pretty perfect. It's like 80, yeah. I think today. It's kind of oh, crazy. What's yeah, what? Yeah, Nova, you're a couple hours from me. What's going on out there at the beach? Uh, the beach is, it's cloudy. It's kind of like I woke up and it's very ominous. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I don't like this. Oh my gosh, I don't like it does. at all. I'm spoiled though. We're used to like sunshine yeah. and happiness. So yeah, yeah we are. It, it, we are spoiled in California. Although I really can't wait to get back to Tennessee. Sarah, I'm, I miss y'all. I can't wait for you to come back. <laughs> I know. I missed y'all. So oh, you guys, I want it. So, okay. So, you know, I usually kind of start with how are you? I think, I think it's been a time of testing and challenge. Oh, definitely. Oh my gosh. Yes. 
right? Yeah. It's like one one testing isn't even finished and a new one begins. It's like, are you kidding me? Okay. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Exactly. And you know, it's 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 interesting because I um I've been working on my next book and I'm like you know, working on it, trying to work on it in between the distractions and the challenges and everything else. And I've been diving deeply into, you know, well, what is the response that we as believers should have to cancel culture? And, and it's really, it's like, it's so big, you know, it's, it's like, it's, it's kind of unbelievable to me, this sort of erasing of people or canceling them. And, you know, like recently, uh, the comedian Dave Chappelle had his, you know, he did, he did, he did a stand-up called The Closer, which was kind of an answer to last year or 2019 Sticks and Stones, which I actually liked the name Sticks and Stones because I'm of the mindset, like I was raised with the old saying, Sticks and Stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. But we like have this sort of very weak, whiny, yeah, like, yeah. We're, like I don't get it. Like weak, whiny people and victims, and it's like, oh my gosh, you hurt my feelings. Let's cancel. Let's cancel. Yeah. So right now, it's let's cancel Dave because the trans community thinks that he's, I don't know, against them, has insulted them, has said words to hurt them. Now he's a comedian. And I mean, I grew up in the age of Rodney Dangerfield, like Rodney Dangerfield and like everyone. So, and I actually love, I, I'm so strong, I can laugh at myself. Yeah. And my yeah. friends are so strong. They, we live in a culture that absolutely cannot laugh at themselves, but they want to laugh at everybody else. But like taking themselves so seriously. And we live in an offended culture, period. We live yeah. in an offended culture. Yeah. You know, right. You know, and somebody can say something and it might be inappropriate, but it's taken so like you're going down. It's just it's crazy. It is like crazy. Right. So cool. Um, This is so crazy. Just thinking about when Mike Lindell was on that show. Who was it? Who was that? Jimmy Kimmel. He was on Jimmy Kimmel. And, and Jimmy Kimmel that was so beautiful. Well, what was so amazing yep. that put the non-believers in awe was how yep. calm he was, how like he was taking on so much and he took on tough questions, but yet he stayed within the fruit of the spirit, right? Like he, he so stayed, did, Sarah. He did. It was I mean, I'm a believer. And I was in shock of, I, mean, I'm, I don't know if I could, I could have done it. Like many of us, I don't know if we could have walked in such love and peace and patience and gentleness. It was like amazing. So that is like, could, yeah. we, all, could we all do that? That would be amazing. I love that you say, said that, Sarah, because it's, it, it's funny. Cause when I was watching, I was like, oh, oh, you know what? I, this is wrong. Like I, and yeah. I, I, but I was watching him and here's the thing. We can't do it apart from God. He yeah. was empowered by yeah. the Holy spirit. And oh. that's the whole thing that, you know, yeah. we're talking about. He was so empowered. It wasn't yeah. him. He yeah. 
He was no. so empowered, empowered by the Holy Spirit. And, and I mean, were in awe. Yes. And they went after him and he, he's like, you know what? But I just remember, yeah, you're right. You're right. I was all those things. I was yeah. all those things. Yeah. But then Jesus came into my life. Yeah. It was rad. Rad. It was awesome. I, I love, I love this because you guys basically are like, um, you just dove right into the wheelhouse that I know to be the truth. And that's exactly what this book is about. And so I'm really happy to like, as I'm sort of sorting through all of this, I really do believe that the response to cancel culture is the fruit of the spirit found in Galatians 5. Like, yeah. and, and, and we just got to start, like, we just got to start here with the fact that cancel culture is nothing like the fruit of the spirit. It's nothing like what a Christian response would be. Cancel culture is, is, is rude. It's mean. It leaves no room for growth. <clears throat> it certainly isn't forgiving. It's not <clears throat> patient. It's not kind. I mean, let, let's just, let's just keep it real here. Let, let, really quickly. I, I just got to read Galatians five. Okay. Just now there's a lot here in Galatians five, but let me just really quickly read, but the Galatians five at 22, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control and forbearance being uh, patience. So love, joy, peace. I use patience from the NK, from King James kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, <clears throat> and self-control against such things. There is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Now, since we live by the spirit, let us keep in step with the spirit. And I got it. I'm going to just stop right there. Cause I got to say this. One of the assertions I'm making in my book is that cancel culture is so anti-God. It is literally a demonic attempt to get Christians living under the law again. Yeah. Under the sinful nature. What, Cynthia, could I read? I know this is a different translation, but what just before that, because like the context is so interesting, right? Because Paul is is basically saying, hey, you guys are being proselytized. Basically, the the people, Paul, the, the Jews were trying to tell the Gentiles, like, no, listen, you have to be circumcised. You have to do all these things. He's like, wait a minute. Like those things were crucified like Jesus came for all that. And these are the results of the sinful nature. When you follow the sinful desires in your sinful nature, the results are very clear, sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, uh, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. Like, and so he's he's saying like this is serious, right? This is serious. Like right. this, that's what that gets you. Right. But I want you to know, like, you don't have to. It's you can't do it. You can't make it apart from Jesus, apart right. from being saved by the blood of the Lamb. You can't make it because all of this, you can't do it on your own. So he's like, but the Holy Spirit. This is what the Holy Spirit produces. Right. So when you invite Jesus and you invite the Holy Spirit, this is what this produces. And you can't you can't do it in your own flesh. That's the law trying to be good and do good and white knuckle it. He's like, mm -mm, guys. Right. right. No. And, 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 and we can't, Cynthia. No, I, 
I, I can't. Know, I know I can't because let me tell you something. You called it on Mike Lindell. If I sat down <clears throat> with Kent, that man <laughs> on that late night talk show and, and dealt with some of the, just the, the just animus, you know, that gets thrown at him uh, wow. lately. I, I mean, to be loving, to be, forget everything else, self-control. I, one of the comments we have here, I love it. It's, it's a, Miche, I like that self-control is the last one. That's the hardest one, I think. Yeah, for me too, Miche. Self-control would be the hardest one. And I think God did that on purpose. I always say that. I was like, oh, you put it last because it is the hardest. Because when when all else fails, if you can't be loving, if you can't be patient, if you can't be kind, if you can't exercise kindness and goodness, have some self-control at least, you know, just sit there and just shut up. And that would be the hardest for me because I would be sitting there like this going, I hate you people. I want to kill you. Like you're all wrong. And from that doesn't produce. And I think the whole thing about the fruit of the spirit is it's so that God can have a perfect work in you, but also in those that he's trying to reach because as ugly as people can be, God still has a door open for them. He's got an olive branch extended. And and I, I got to tell you, I mean, I subscribed this morning to the New York Times because I wanted to read an article. And and so I thought, okay, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to subscribe. And I thought, yeah, I haven't read the New York Times in literally 15 or so years. It's been so long. So, wow. right. So I get it. And I scrolled through everything. I looked at all, every article. And then I went to the chat after the end at about the end of an hour. And I wrote, please cancel me. I want to cancel now. After the four week subscription I've paid for, I no longer want to receive this. I said, I consider myself independent in the ways of politics. I'm interested in learning from my newspapers, both sides of an issue. I'm not interested in learning about who was canceled and, and, and I said, your newspaper is so far to the left and only Democrat that there's no room for someone independently seeking truth, which is what wise people do. Mm-hmm. There's no room for us to come here and actually learn both sides of an issue and make an informed decision for ourselves. Therefore, you are in the them, them, us, us business like everyone else is. And I am sick yeah. of it because as an, as an African-American female, I'm intelligent enough to know that if you, if you give me all sides of an issue, I'm going to pick for myself what I believe in. And I said, and therefore I think the, the fear in your newspaper is that if you give me all sides of the issue, I may not pick your side. So oh, I can't good. pay you. Wow. That's good. <laughs> that's, that's good. That's I'm, really good. I'm just like, I, Christians and and as believers, the thing that I'm seeing more than anything today in this cancel culture we live in is that we have to stand our ground. And, you know, in a way, as foul as Dave Chappelle's mouth is in some of his comedy, he's kind of a real angel warrior right now for the cause of truth, Mm -hmm. just truth, period, and freedom, you know, freedom. I have to speak tomorrow, you guys, at this woman's um, 
convention um, and it's political. It's, it's, a, it's the California Women Republicans Convention. And I'm like, right, they invited me to speak. What am I supposed to say to them? What is, you know, and so God says, well, what's important to all of you? And I keep coming to freedom mm-hmm. and our children, mm-hmm. you know, our families. As women, yeah. you know, whether we have biological children or not, we become mama bears for the people we love. Mm-hmm. It's in our DNA. We're mama bears for our, our parents at a certain point, for our families, yeah. for our nieces, our nephews, our siblings. And so what's important in that for us today? I don't believe that we're so different between party lines, you know, that we can't find the common ground, but where we're so different across party lines is Jesus, Mm -hmm. you know, Jesus, no one values the fruit of the spirit because people are pushing Jesus Christ out of the dialogue. Yeah. Well, well, there's no morality anymore. The morality is do what makes you feel good. And then you come up with a completely immoral culture, which wants, which wants to tell you, if you don't allow me to love that, the immorality or my morality, then you're wrong. So it, it just gets so messed up and something kind of popped in my spirit when, you know, when we put on the full armor of God, I love that the, that the truth part is the belt of truth, because what happens when you take a belt off and your pants are too big, your pants fall down. Everything falls apart when the truth is not buckled up. When there's no truth, things fall apart. And Ooh. I, I think that is the part that we are missing. Uh, the belt of truth has come off and our pants were caught with our pants falling off. Yeah. And, I, and, and Dave, to me, Chappelle is kind of buckling up truth. I mean, look, you guys, it's like, I love people. I mean, I love you. If you're watching whatever you are, straight, gay, black, white, brown, rich, poor, trans, whatever, whatever. I love people because God is in the people loving business. However, however, I have my faith. I have my beliefs. You have to respect them the way you're asking me to respect you. And you can't deny the fact that, and, and it's wrong too. Little girls today are statistically being damaged by what's happening with this other issue. I know for me, and I'll keep it real as a woman, it hurts me to, to, it hurts me that men would say, I can now be you. I know you may, you may feel like a woman, you may, all of these things. I, I, I get it that there are, you're having a human experience. Wow. Which is a beautiful thing that Chappelle talks about with his trans woman friend, um, at the end of the closer. And she said to him, you don't have to understand. You don't have to get it. Just understand that I'm having a human experience and I'm going through stuff and I get it. And so I would think that those who have been marginalized, like people of color, right? Like women, right? Anyone who's been marginalized should understand that we may in turn in trying to heal ourselves, be hurting other people because the reality is that broken people break other people. And in living guided by the fruit of the spirit, 
it gives you this check and balance. So you go, you know what? I know I'm trying to deal with this brokenness and fit in, but let me not in turn turn around and break other people. And that's what I'm concerned about. And I worry that that's what we're doing to little girls around the world. You know, women aren't meant to compete physically in the same arenas with men. They're not. We're different. We can't change the fact that we are biologically different. And that's an issue you got to bring before the throne of grace. And, and, and you know, I, I think, you know, if we led with love, patience, you know, kindness, and I want to really get into those and break them down and take each one isolated. What is it? What does it mean to be, you know, kind? What does it mean to be gentle? Um, you know, and over the next maybe couple of girl clubs, I'd love to really dissect it. But this whole movement and, and, and you know, I think about cancel culture, right? It's like wokeness and, and CRT. These movements really and truly, believers, you got to hear me. These movements are a push to get you back under a yoke of bondage and slavery, slavery. listening to humans for what's right and what's wrong. And I mean, look, if I go right here, you know, you, my brothers and sisters were called to be free, free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh rather. And, and when, okay. Rather serve one another humbly in love. Let me stop right there. Indulging the flesh is indulging the offense you feel when someone says something you don't like indulging the flesh is choosing to live in, you know, under the yoke of bondage and okay, well, these, this secular movement says I must do this, this, and this, that's my God. That's what I live under. That's my word. No, that's a yoke of bondage. You know, the, the indulging the flesh is choosing to live and be immoral, choosing not to love others, choosing to be impatient, choosing not to exercise self-control when you're on a TV show and everyone on that TV show, because they're of different opinions politically is attacking you. There's so many, I think, subtle nuances to this for, and you go to, you go back to verse 14 for the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. And if you bite and devour each other, watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. Cancel culture threatens to destroy all of us. Yeah. The thing that I keep feeling is, and this is for both sides, is the lack of patience. So it's almost like you're on a school ground and kids are playing, it's recess, and one gives their opinion or these are the rules to the game or, you know, this is what I think we should do with the ball, you know, play this game, not that game. It, and, and it's this cutting people off. It's like where children only know it's kind of like, you know, cause they're, it's, they're, they're in their own world. Right. So it's about them. It's not, it, they're in the process of learning to be and love one another. But this goes for us as believers that, Yes, there are so many injustices happening right now that we have to be patient in the injustice. God's favorite, one of his favorite 
favorite trials and tribulations and things to teach us is through patience. Yeah. And listen, and what does the scripture say? Uh, you know, be patient. Do not grow weary in doing good for in due season you will reap. We will reap. Yeah. You know, he promises us, you know, we'll, we'll reap the benefits. We'll reap the rewards of our patience, but we do have to be patient. You know, someone, I, I, I had a breakfast with a, a brilliant man um, the day before yesterday, I think it was. And, and he, 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 interestingly, he was a bit like you can be Sarah in, in just a constant hope, a constant joy. I mean, he knows the Lord so deeply. I mean, he had the Lord, he had, his mother was raised back from the dead after being dead 45 minutes when he was a little boy. So I, I, I <laughs> Amen. He's, he's been in the mountaintop and he said to me, he's overflowing with joy in this season. Amen. Love that. Nation. Because who's to say that this is not the answer to our prayers. This, whatever this is for you, whatever yeah. is going on politically that you don't like, yeah. socially that you don't like, culturally that you don't like, that we don't like, this is likely the answer to our prayers. For so, all those begging for revival. I'll just put that in there. <laughs> yeah, and it said something to me. It said to me, hey, don't forget the power of your prayers. Amen. Did you pray for positive change? Did you pray for godly leaders? Did you pray? Yeah, totally, right? Yeah. Have you lifted up your nation? Yeah. Okay. Then what do we do after we speak a prayer from the right place? We're not praying amiss. We're partnering with God's will for this nation. Does God not want all people to be saved? Does God not want revival on earth? Of course he does. So once the prayer has left your mouth, he was basically like, sit back, watch and wait. Cause it's about to go down. I mean, like, you, you know, it's like, be excited, mm -hmm. you know, and that look, I mean, that's an interesting and difficult thing to do when you look around you and you see so much, you know, going on in the world. Mm -hmm. But accidentally, I was saying this morning, you know, accidentally, I, I turned to Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes us to lie down in green pastures. He leads us beside the still waters. He restores our soul. I'm saying our instead of my, because this is for each and every one of us. He leads us in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. See, everything he does for us is for his name's sake. We're here for his namesake. And so, yea, though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, don't fear evil because God is with you. His rod and his staff is comforting you. His presence. And, and, and he has prepared a table before you, before us in the presence of our enemies. Our head is anointed with oil. Our cups run over. And surely goodness and mercy will follow us all the days of our lives. And we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I, I just, you know, I, I say I stumbled on that on an accident, but honestly, it's always, it's always a response to stumble on, right? I mean, no matter what's going on, the Lord is our shepherd, you know, and 
and even in all things, he, he comforts us, you know? Um, so kind of, you know, going back to Galatians, I just, I, 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 you know, I find it, you know, even at verse 16, I think it's 16 to 18, um, Nova, and I think you may have mentioned this. So I say, walk by the spirit and you won't gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They're in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you're led by the spirit, you're not under the law. And so I think the question is then how do we, how do we walk by the spirit and what does each one of these fruits actually mean? You know, so but the fruit of the spirit, when you jump back to Galatians 5.22, is first love. So I find it interesting <laughs> and not interesting that the first one is love. Well, I think all the fruits, by the way, when we were talking about self-control, the Holy Spirit, I feel he told me that they're in order. So as you begin with love and you go through them, then self-control is developed because you have developed these. So I believe the love, because it is number one. I mean, he is a God of order. So I believe that these fruits are in order, perfect order for a reason. So mm-hmm. yeah, love. I mean. It's good. Yeah, I think we lead with love. And I mean, what does God say? God says God is, God is love. That's who he is. So if we know him and who he is, then who he is, if we know him and he lives in us, the rest will come from that. So I think it it comes well, from that. And that is, you know, that is wonderful to say. And because of what everything we've walked through, the three of us, but there's so many people in the world, you know, I, I do healing ministry every week. And so I know that a lot of people walking in pain find it difficult to love. It's just, it is absolutely difficult. So I understand when these things that are happening in the world, when you're hearing about, oh my goodness, it's like every day, <laughs> every day, something crazy is happening. I mean, Something yeah. crazy is happening every single day right now. Yeah. And so that love lens that we look through, that we feel, you know, our soul, you know, it's our spirit. It's the fruit. So, yeah. so the more, the more that we can spend time with him to get to know who he is. And, and because, you know, God is love. That to me, when I heard it, you know, back in the day, I was like, okay. Well, and we understand it. Is it like deep in your spirit, deep in your soul? Is that a revelation? Well, you know, I love to link up how the scriptures work together, right? So we know that God is love. Well, we also know from scripture that we love because he first loved us. Exactly. Right? We also know from scripture that in him, we live and move and have our being. So it's only in him can we live in love, move in love and have our being grounded and centered in love. 
And it is interesting because Maria makes a comment and Nova, I'm very curious what you think about this because I think that the reason why people have a hard time loving is because of offense. And Maria says, you know, if you look at Romans 12 too, stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. Okay, it's true. It's the scripture that says, be ye continually transformed by the renewing of your mind mm -hmm. in Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. So that's powerful. We know that if we continually allow our minds to be removed or uh, renewed, renewed and how do, and we have to be humble to have our minds continually renewed. We have to not live in judgment of others or ourselves to have our minds continually renewed. We can't cancel other people who are also in the process of having their minds continually renewed. If we silence people and shut them up and erase them and make them go away and destroy them, none of us are in the process of having our minds continually renewed. And the only way you can continually have your mind renewed in a powerful, positive way is in Christ Jesus. Because yeah. Jesus is God's expression of love to save us on this planet. Right. So, when okay. you're in, but when you're in front of a person and they say something and, and you can just feel, oh, you could just, I mean, I'm a very, I, I'm sent very sensitive to people's feelings and things. So I can just, I can feel them before they even open their mouth. Like I can feel what's going on, but when they're talking and if there's something like awful, like even when you're watching people do interviews and things like that, you're thinking, how can you think this way? I have to catch myself. Like literally I have to say, Jesus, what do you see in that? What what is going on? And then he will reveal pain and things that they have gone through that have gotten to them this point. So there's there's this compassion and and this uh like this pain of what they've gone through that helps me understand that actually gets me to a place where while they're talking or, you know, I, after I finish watching, watching this awful offensive thing is not to let that affect me and my spirit, but to be able to then pray for them. Like, Oh God. Right. Oh, God. right. But, but here, and here it is. And here's the rest of what Maria said. That's so important. Offense is never given. It's taken. Yeah. It's often brought about by hearing the truth. This could be the factual truth, spiritual truth, or a fictional truth yeah. that we believe in out of insecurity. And what, even if it's hearing lies, even if it's hearing untruths, even if it's witnessing injustice, mm -hmm. the choice to be offended is a choice that you take on. Right. Right. I'm not there. I mean, there may be three things that come out of my mouth. It, look, it's the whole it's the whole Dave Chappelle thing. He's like, I wasn't out to offend anybody. I'm speaking the truth. I'm a comedian. I'm making my comedic jokes. I'm looking at things. I want to make you think. I and he's very he's very smart. I mean, I think he's actually brilliant because yes. he does sort of craft his jokes in a way that makes you think. Now there are some things he says about child abuse where I'm like, okay, Dave, you've gone a little bit too far especially because I was sexually abused as a child. So 
but also he, he, he may or may not understand what that journey's like, but I don't ever take offense to anything he says. I, I, because why would I take offense? It's, it's his take. It makes me laugh. It makes me think a little bit more. And, and it's true. You know, offense is never given. He's not saying anything to offend anybody. None of us get on here every Saturday morning to try to share and teach out of the overflow of our hearts and our spiritual experiences to offend anybody. You know, we're trying to walk in the spirit and hopefully overflow these things. But love, Nova, you know, what does love mean to you as a response to cancel culture? Um, how, what does, say it again, Cynthia. What, like, what does love mean to you as a response to cancel culture? How, how do you love, you know, when you feel someone basically wanting to, well, Nova said this, or Nova made this mistake yesterday Mm -hmm. or 20 years ago, because that's really what happens, right? We're all judged. We're judged by our failures from right now or from a hundred years ago, you know, I mean, where does love play in that? Well, you know, love, what, what is love? Love is patience. Love is sacrifice. Love is um, doing nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but consider others better than you. Um, thinking of yourself less and the other person more becoming like Jesus in the way that we empathize and ask for understanding. I, to me, I think it's the asking of Jesus to come into the center of every situation and it's not easy. And sometimes you do it 20 minutes after you're supposed to, you know, but I think also being patient that, this is, this is like quite the interesting topic because I think we all have our own uh, idea and uh, the story of how we have received love in our story and how we've given love in our story and how we are built and what our personality is. Like it, this is, this could be a topic forever and ever, but, but honestly, as I guess, as me being open to God, teach me, teach me how to respond. I like the desire to go like, I'm going to screw this up. All these things that I think in my head don't help me to have self-control, Sarah, right? Let them not come out of my mouth. Just like throw up, teach me, show me being open to being teachable and not thinking that I'm always right. Like, cause I'm not, but I have to look at the truth of God's word and like what, what it is to live in Christ and live and move and have my being because it, because of him. Yeah. And, and, and I, and I don't, t- there is a lot of gray in this world, but, but I, you know, there is one God, one triune God and I want to love him and I want to be loved by, I know I'm loved by him and I want to believe that. And when I believe that and I'm rooted in that, then, then the other things shake out. Like they, they become less important. Like I'm not so offended because I don't, 
honestly, Cynthia, it always comes back down, just like you always say, to knowing who I am, my identity. I am loved. I'm a daughter. He, he, you know, and so if you really know your identity, guess what? You really can't be offended. It's, <laughs> you no, kind of can't. Uh, good. It's so what was coming up to me, um, what was coming to me as you were talking is, is learning to love, you know, as the word says, to love yourself is how you're going to love your neighbor. So I think that a lot of hurting people have a hard time loving other people because they're, you know, either they didn't receive the love. You know, we love our children. It's just the way it goes is we end up loving our children the way we were loved. And it's very subconscious. It's, I mean, there are a handful of people that can say, no, I'm not going to do it that the way my parents did it. I'm going to do it different. And they do. They end up loving way better than their parents loved them. But there's many that just do it, you know, subconsciously. So you're not in a place of learning to love yourself so you can love others. You know, there's like what you say, Cynthia, is like hurt people hurt people. It's kind of like they feel better by spewing out these things. And it's a lot of like what we're getting. So it's, oh my gosh. Yes. Love we could talk about forever. It's quite the topic. Well, yeah. But, you know, the interesting thing is so we can talk about it. But the Bible tells us exactly what it is. In 1 Corinthians 13, verses 4 to 8, love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. Love never fails. And then it goes on on a deep spiritual level, but where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it'll pass away, right? And I love this because I just got to finish it out. For we know in part and we prophesy in part, but when completeness comes, what is in part disappears. When we were children, we talked like children, we thought like children, we reasoned like children. When we became grownups, we put the childhood behind us. And for now, we see only a reflection as in a mirror, but then we're going to see face to face. Now we know things in part, but then we shall know even as we are fully known. And I, I, this is so incredible to me because nothing about cancel culture, nothing about destroying people's lives and canceling them over something they said especially 5, 10, 15 years ago, when maybe they've had a whole world of change, maybe through patient dialogue, they would grow. We would learn something. And through bearing long with each other in love, through being kind and gentle. You know, if I come to you, Nova or Sarah, and say, you know, you said this, or it seems like you think this way, um, or you said this five years ago, I read, wow, it seems... Like it seems, it seems 
like really a bad thing, or it seems like you think this or you think that. And you might go, gosh, I never even thought about it that way. I never even, you know, we're eliminating in cancel culture. And this is what Christians really have to understand because I see so many Christian leaders and so many Christian churches trying to actually jump on the bandwagon of social justice. And I just want to go, you idiots. You know, I shouldn't say that. That wasn't. (laughs) Name calling. What's that? Name calling. (laughs) But I, I'm like, you guys, don't go there. We know the truth. We have the truth in us. We know the weapons of our warfare and they're mighty to the pulling down of strongholds. And what we're looking at are strongholds and brokenness and demonic activity in the world. And we're not called to be a part of it. We're called to speak the words of Christ, to mm-hmm. teach the message of Christ because love is patient. Love is kind. So even with those people and those leaders and stuff that I do want to go, ah, you're being <laughs> I do. I find myself every week having a moment where I go, God, these people of all people call themselves Christians. They love you. They know you or they experienced you at some point enough to call themselves a believer. Help them. Help them to know that social justice is about you, God. That is your yeah. great, yeah. you know? Starting yeah. with love. Yeah. I, you know, it's interesting, Cynthia, when you started us today, you talked about being a disruptor. And when I, and, and it's going back to the Mike Lindell story, but I thought, gosh, his, um, his character and like who he was in the midst of that very stormy interview, that was more disruptive for Jimmy Kimmel than him yelling back at him could have ever been because when people show you who they are, believe them. And you know what? I really believed Christ in him when I watched that. I was like, I believe it. And I think that is the disruption that is so beautiful when we as believers come in empowered by the Holy Spirit and the fruit comes out that is the beautiful disruption of Jesus. And that's what he does. And we can believe him for that. Like, and we can actually look for opportunity to be that holy disruption, not come across like, I know it all and I'm so perfect. In fact, I'm jacked up. But I can come in and go, how can I come in here and love well? And I think, honestly, I look at Michael Lindell and what he did and I was like, Good job, bud. Good job. Good job. Yeah, well done. It was cool. And I was honestly very, um, he gave me courage and he, it it was really beautiful. And I thought we could all take a few lessons from from that. We could really take, we could really, we could eat that up. That could be a good meal for us as believers. Yeah. Yeah. He loved, he loved well under fire and in the enemies and in the enemy's camp, you know? And it's like, I mean, imagine if he kept a record of the wrongs that have been done to him and are currently being done to him. Imagine. Imagine. There's a jovialness in his voice, Cynthia, that I hear. And that is the spirit. I, it's like the, 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 the giggling and the laughing almost like, you know what? I can laugh in the face of disaster because I know who my God is. And there is something to be said about that where, you know, uh, that, right? The Proverbs, I mean, she can laugh at the days to come. There's something about that, not a mocking laughter, but a laughter knowing 
I'm rooted. I'm rooted. I know who I am. Okay. Yeah, yeah sure. Laugh at me. I don't take myself that serious. And you know, you know where I, just, I came from? I, I just thought about, you know, the power of what you said, you know, when people show you who they are, believe them. When people show you the evidence of the fact that they're rooted in Christ, because you see the evidence of the fruit of That's the spirit right. expressed and showing itself, itself and shining all around them, you can believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can it's very believe. believable. Yeah. And I think sometimes I've even, that's a positive thing. It's like, man, they're really showing that I believe it. And, and we need to make Christ believable in this world by how we move out and live and move and have our being in him. Yeah. That's how we make him believable. And having peace without reacting. I think that's the other thing. You know, there was this peace that Mike had that as the questions were coming, he did not lose his peace. He was grounded and calm and joy without even opening his mouth. You could just feel the peace through the screen on the TV. Yeah, it was was palpable. I mean, this is a. I love this. This is a man who, for what it's worth, no matter what you think about him or the or the factual information that he's put out there, he's used his own money. And he really is, I believe him, he really is only interested in the truth for us as American citizens to remain free and to have, you know, fair elections. And to, and to me, you know, when I'm walking in truth, I really don't care if you want to interrogate me 20 times. I really don't care if you want to look through my books again. I mean, and so I don't understand all of what is going on in this world of, no, you can't see this. No, you can't do that. Oh, don't believe that person who's caught on video camera, you know, or don't believe. And it's like, if truth and justice are ever going to prevail, why so much fear over just making sure that people are who they say they are when they show up to vote? Just making sure that each and every one of us is counted and numbered. Just making sure that as citizens, we still walk in the freedom to be able to disagree with each other. What's wrong with that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, there's there's nothing wrong with that. I do well, know this. I've definitely bought some sheets since I saw that interview. I know. <laughs> Whole lot of pills been ordered. I I got two pairs. They're on their way. I'm not kidding. Yeah, right. Because I think for us as believers, it's like, wow, you know, this guy's, this guy is showing love. He's trying to show love to all American people. Yeah. And I'm going to sow a seed there. Yeah. And I think, listen, I think as much as cancel culture tries to cancel him and you should listen to me, all you cancelers out there, you will never be able to cancel someone that has the power of Christ working through them and in them. You can't cancel those who surrender their lives to God. You can't. You could try, but you can't. And that's why even right now, thousands of years after Jesus Christ, you know, walked on, walked on this earth, you know, lived, died, and rose again to glory, defeating Satan and taking the keys to death, that's why we're still talking about him. Yeah, That's why he's still at the center of the biggest dialogue. You know, someone said something in one of these articles I was reading and it was so, it had so much vitriol and spite in it. And he's, and it was something like, you know, the last administration was so um, evangelical friendly. 
and 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 you know so pro Christian. And it's like, do you understand what Christianity is? Christianity <laughs> is rooted on Jesus Christ, who loved us, who, who's God's expression of love so much that He sent His Son to die for us, so that we could know Him intimately so that we could have a definition of love so that we would know that love is patient and love is kind. I mean, the Bible is filled with all these accounts of love and it's really, it's like, that's a problem. So that we would be a nation that loved one another, that we would lift one another up. That this nation would support one another's business, that we would support and love each other's children, that we would look over, look after each other's children. Right. And their homes. Right. And right. Yeah. So I just, you know, before we go today, I mean, you know, I, I love that we're talking about love, you know, as the first fruit of the spirit, which is a powerful response to cancel culture. I also love, uh, Sarah, you and, um, someone else made a comment about the order of this fruit. And it is interesting because in writing my book, I was going to actually, kind of takes flip the order up and end with love. And it is kind of interesting because I probably shouldn't do that. So I kind of learned something. Yeah. I kind of learned something from talking to you guys. I can't creatively improve on the word of God. <laughs> You're so great, Cynthia. I freaking love you. By the way, just really quickly, when you were talking about your response to the New York Times, I felt the Holy Spirit say that, Cynthia, you sounded just like me. I, I hear God saying, you sounded just like me because you spoke because God does not have any political side. He is independent. And I and I just feel that it was the fruit of love and, and the spirit of wisdom that was on you in your response and I feel like when, and same with Mike Lindell, when you do that, the other side, even the side on the side of darkness, and most people don't know that they're on the side of darkness. They really do not. Yeah. It. It's true. They will stop in their tracks and listen. So as you speak to a Republican party, a one side, that I just feel like you just continue to go into that meeting as an independent. Because when you walk in as an independent, you are speaking as Jesus did. You're, you're independent. You're not, yeah. Yeah. not Democrat. Because yeah. what we're doing right now is we're walking out in, in, in spiritual warfare, right? So to gain the hearts of people, is to walk like Jesus did, independent. There's only one him. There's only one Christ. Yeah. I, well, oh, I, okay, listen. Love this comment that Maria just made. Cancel culture started in the Bible already. Jesus is the truth and the rock of offense. Hosanna, Hosanna. Quickly changed to crucify him. Crucify him. Yet Jesus loved them and loved us. Yeah. And it is true to this culture of- Maria. Hello. Yeah. Mic drop. Because to this culture here, you know, that we all, all of us girl clubbers, right? We live in, we say to you, you know, be careful with your fame and your celebrity and your applause. 
because the enemy does not like you just like the enemy does not like us. This war is not between we the people. This war is about God and Satan. Satan can't stand God's children because mm-hmm. God loves his children. And so Satan doesn't like you. The side of wrong doesn't like you. Your ugliness and you're expressing anything but the fruit of the spirit is not helping you win, you know, because the enemy will turn on you just like he turns on us or anybody else. And all movements eventually feed on themselves, which is what cancel culture is doing. I mean, the reality is, you know, I mean, when when they wanted Trump out of office and Biden in, cancel culture, they all loved cancel culture. Yes, cancel those Trumpers, cancel this, cancel that. And now it's turned on them because any movement that's not rooted in the power and the principles of God will always implode. It'll always feed on you. Any principle rooted in anger and hatred and unforgiveness, unforgiveness, the very reason why Jesus came to to earth, the very reason why he died for us, unforgiveness, the very thing that we need God for every day is forgiveness. So when you root something, because basically cancel culture is about unforgiveness. Oh, you offended me. I'm hurt. You're done. Destroyed. Your life's work your livelihood, how you support your family, you're done. I mean, whoa, that's like us choosing to stand in in God's shoes. And I'm a little afraid to do that, you know? Um, So as we we wrap up today, though, kind of talking about love, you guys, um, Ashley wrote in that she's happy to be back with us. Um, I'm so glad to be back to just hear the wisdom God gave you all ladies. I've been gone quite a while with severe health issues, but it's, God has given me enough strength to be here once more. And I would just like to take a minute to ask all of you guys who are watching right now, um, whether you're watching this live on Saturday morning from wherever you are, 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, uh, 12 noon Eastern Standard Time, and 11 a.m. Um, Central Standard Time, or across the world in England and South Africa, and every place in between for all of you who join, would you stop a minute and let's just pray health for Ashley? Amen. Yes. And just love on her. Yes. The way that Christ loves us. Yeah. So Lord, we just lift Ashley up. You guys, Nova and and Sarah, you jump in when you want. We just lift Ashley up. Yeah. We ask for perfect healing and perfect health over her life. We ask that you love your daughter, hug your daughter right now, hold your daughter right now and show her that she is not alone, that she has sisters all over the world who are uniting together with her and will continue to unite every time they watch this episode to pray. Shekinah glory be present with Ashley. Yes. And we send her healing in Jesus name. And we just bless her energy, God, anywhere where fatigue or, uh, pain has come. We just ask you, Holy Spirit, to come with your shalom over her. Yeah, just bring shalom to the top of her head, to the soles of her feet. And God, we thank you that when we pray, your angels go on assignment to go and do your bidding. And God, that you watch as it is completed. So God, I thank you that 
the work will be finished in Ashley in the name of Jesus. Yes, God. Amen. Whoa. And Lord, thank you just once more that um, Ashley would look into your eyes and say, it's no longer I who live, but it's you who lives in me. And that she would be uplifted and knowing that she is running the race that you set before her and that she doesn't have to do it alone and that she can link arms with you and um, her life isn't her own. It belongs to you. And so thank you for that. Thank you for the healing. Thank you for the demonstration of your power and your love in and through her life. And God, I pray that her testimony would go wide and far, that her sphere of influence would be influenced by her faith and her joy. And um, God, I pray that you would look straight into her eyes today and and give her peace. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 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 And one, one thing before we go, I just felt like uh, having to share this. A phenomenal, phenomenal teaching on the fruits of the Spirit is by Derek Prince. You can watch on YouTube, Fruit of the Spirit, Derek Prince. Amen. Thanks, Sarai. Yeah. <laughs> Sarai. Well, Nova, Sarah, thank you. I love you. For all of you guys watching, we love you. We bless you. We hope you have a great Saturday and a great week. And uh, as for now, peace out. We're Girl Club. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for working everything out for my good. Help me trust in your perfect plan. Amen. Father, thank you for loving and caring for me. With Christian prayer meditation, you can pray along to prayers based on specific topics. Go to lifeaudio.com or search your favorite podcast app for Christian prayer meditation. You can also download the Abide app for biblical meditations at abide.com.